Hello, welcome to Gotham Bougie Podcast. Welcome. We are live. We are still around. We're sorry about last week, but you know, Belle's going to tell us about her adventures because fucking Hurricane Ida just had other plans. Like, I didn't even get to go to New Orleans. Like, I'm like, what the hell? Like, Ida, that bitch. And it was the exact 16th anniversary year anniversary. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, crazy. What episode is this? I don't even fucking know. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> it's episode 91. It's it's whatever. It is. Okay, 91. Yeah, that sounds right. Because I remember being nine, it being 94. Yep, episode 91. Yeah. So. so, yeah, welcome um, to yeah. our show. Glad you guys came back. Sorry about last week. We actually were going to try to record, but I was in a hotel. And, the, you know, it's just, it just, it was crazy it was we had i mean we've been watching you know the news because now that we're in an area that that's you know possible hurricane we've been watching and we were watching it and talking to everyone that lives around us and there are you know people who live in the outer neighborhoods you know some of them stay some of them go like the one lady who's the bartender she said no it's projected to be a three so we 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 typically leave when it's a you know projected to be a category three and then but other people in the in the french quarter i mean in the history the french quarter never loses power that was the thing and i thought that people were kidding but it really it really didn't lose it in katrina it didn't lose it in any of the stronger storms and we thought for a minute to maybe try to stay but then it strengthened really quickly um and i was talking to my husband and we said okay if let's just say if you know odds are slim what if the french quarter lost power would we want to be here because it would be a while before they could get would we and the answer was no so we're like okay we have the means to leave let's leave so you know we packed we were packing up everything and it was it's so weird because you're thinking what do i want to take so we already have like a box that we take in you know that's right. our, our black box of important papers and shit like that but we were you know i'm looking around my apartment thinking so we're trying to lift things up off the ground in case of flooding although it again also never floods in the quarter um but just thinking okay if the windows break and then the room is exposed to you know wind whipping around stuff like that so we like i move things off my dresser and put them in you know the back um bathroom once you get here and visit you'll see how the apartment's set up but the bathrooms are you know very there's no windows or anything right. they're 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 self-contained and we, i didn't have any worry about like the building collapsing or anything like that and we are on ground floor my main worry was a window breaking um and then the elements getting in or the doors because they're french doors and they're crappy and they're old and or the doors not holding because the wind maybe the wind would vortex around or something because our building's an interior building also we're not street facing right um so that was my worry is like you know what if i come back and it's all blown to shit and that was that was a concern but you know we like okay we took the everything that we thought we needed to take And then left and you know i was looking for hotels and the hotels around within driving distance fill up very quickly oh yeah absolutely so i was do. looking for like well where can we go and i'm like okay it's projected to be over by tuesday so i was you know you know wherever i was looking i was looking to check out by tuesday and so i found a place in amity arkansas and the, because all the hotels were booked, I'm like, fuck, what do I do? So then I reached, I started, let me look at Airbnb. So that's when I looked at Airbnb and I kept just expanding my search radius and a little bit over because sometimes we first thought maybe to go to Memphis and, and yeah. make a day out of Memphis because we've never been to Memphis. You wouldn't be but, far from me. Well, I don't know. It's still kind of still. What well, was six hours? It was eight hours to drive north, and then it still would have been quite a drive. But I was like, okay. So, and then oftentimes when I'm looking on Airbnb, I will widen my search beyond the city because sometimes there's some like amazing fucking houses that rent for relatively cheap that have pools and all kinds of stuff. So I saw this, and the the pictures that came up were like animals on people's front porch and stuff, and I thought, no, this is. Oh, this would be so awesome if like this, these animals, cause there's goats, there's rams, there's right. mini horses, donkeys. I saw, they're so zebras, cute. 
fucking Crazy. zebras, zonkeys, which are zebra and donkeys mixed. Um, and I thought, okay, if they come by at least once, that would just make me, it, it would brighten my child's face and try to make something, you know, good out of such a horrible situation. A beautiful property. Since we live in the city now, we're not out in the lake, on the lake as much as we used to be when we lived in the United right. RV and shit. So we kind of miss it. So, okay, let's do that. So we, we got there and, oh my fucking God, like as soon as we get there. Their their fucking fucking ram jumped in our goddamn truck. I mean, it was. <laughs> but wait, the question is that you never answered is, did it ever get out of the truck? Because yes, eventually, I cracked up laughing at these pictures you're sending me of Robert trying to get this goddamn ram out of the fucking truck. Robert's like, hey, like, hey, <laughs> trying to get the damn. Robert's ram like out clapping at him. Truck. Hey, I can already hear him. <laughs> hey, get the fuck out! What are you doing? <laughs> He's like looking around like, yeah, where are we going? Where are we going, man? So then we find out that the the people who own the place have the exact truck, make, model, color, oh, everything. So. so we're thinking, okay, maybe he just thought, okay, it's time to go somewhere. He's just used to getting in the truck to go somewhere. Right. But it was like I was die I was literally dying, Mel. I was like, I never thought I'd be dying so much. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Because you have know, been to petting zoos and stuff like that, but it's different when they're just – they're just chilling and walking around you, a fucking mini horse. God damn, it was awesome. it was really really cool. It was, That's awesome. it was the coolest experience ever. So, and then the, it's a private lake, um, and a beautiful, clean, clear lake. They provide canoes, kayaks, um, everything you need, life jackets, all that shit. The 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 little area we stayed in, it was it's called a studio cabin. It reminded mm -hmm. me of church camp. Because really? Had, yes. <laughs> They have these bigger houses that are you can rent on the property. They're like ranch houses, lodges, um, <clears throat> which are really, really nice inside, but they were booked, and this served our purpose just fine. It had bunks, but the one bunk was a queen bunk, and then it had two other sets of bunks. So it could have slept one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people. Could have slept mm -hmm. seven people. Um, but it's called Timber Lodge Ranch in amity arkansas they're on airbnb people were the nicest ever they they um waived our pet fee because we were evacuating they said like everyone there was from louisiana that weekend um but it was just the coolest experience ever the internet was kind of spotty not so great this is yeah. why i'm drinking water because my stomach feels weird but um and we were trying to work from home and it really didn't work so well because our internet it was so bad um but that it just it it did make it better. What you know, still watching the hurricane home at home, not knowing what was going on. But when then when we we had set up our security camera because we have a security camera in the apartment, right? Right. And we set it up to where we could watch the courtyard because we thought this will be cool. We can watch the courtyard at least as long as we have internet. And if the power don't go down, because it never does, what we were told, we can watch like the what the hurricane does to the courtyard. Well, as soon as it went offline, we figured we were like, no shit. There it went. And then our, <clears throat> I have three friends that I've made here in the quarter, but in the two, uh, they're like, yeah, we just lost power. I'm like, oh, damn. Oh, so they stayed. Yeah, they stayed. One of them left, the bartender across the way, she left her, well, actually, no, she didn't leave, but she doesn't live in the quarter. She lives okay, okay. a little bit in one of the neighborhoods. But our two friends that live in the quarter, they stayed. They have animals, and they're like, oh, this is. And then hearing that it was a catastrophic failure. So what happened is one of the towers actually fell into the Mississippi River and caused catastrophic I failure. So the entire city of New Orleans, and not just the city, the entire parish of Orleans, which is like the county, and here, here they call them parishes, mm -hmm. like the entire county. So it's like if all of Dallas County lost power. That's how big right. we're talking. Like everybody, not one person had power, and it's, unless you had a, unless you had a generator, and, and that was it. So, and it's in the south, and it's hot, and mm -hmm. I was just like, thank God that we're not there. And but not knowing still if there was any damage, figuring there probably wasn't because our friends, you know, they walked around and said we don't see a whole lot of damage. We did see some, you know, the, a roof was tore off, um, right in the quarter, a lot of trees just snapped in half um some windows broken and stuff like that so when we got back well and we plan on coming back on tuesday but because you know we're watching the news and um the next door app and all that shit like that there was still no power here and they were projecting weeks and weeks i'm like damn we can't 
what's there to go back if we have no power, right. no way to get groceries, no way to work, why go back? Even if our house is standing and fine, why go back? So then we're like, what are we going to do? So we decided to um, drive a, a couple hours and go to Texarkana where his family lives and visit them. So he got to see his kids. Yeah, so for his birthday, good. which, you know, you were planning on coming in town. It was his birthday week. We were going to, you know, go eat oysters at an oyster bar for his actual birthday night. And then you were coming in town that weekend. It was just, it just was a, it really sucked that the weekend instead was spent, the whole week was spent the way it was. It just really sucked. Um, but we're okay. We spent some time in Texarkana. It sucked. Then... So we get, I booked a hotel in Hotwire, right? You know, mm -hmm. I love Hotwire. Mm -hmm. Because going to each of the hotel chains, you couldn't tell who was open, like who had availability. So right. I'm like, how can I find who actually has um, availability? So I went to Hotwire and it said, okay, here's a hotel and they accept pets. And I'm like, okay, cool. And it was really great rate. Awesome. We get there, they're pet female, $50 per night per pet. Oh, damn. We were going to be there an additional three days. That would have been three hundred dollars. That's ridiculous. I know, Even so for the bird, they at first were yes. At first they were going to charge for the bird too. I'm like, that's I I can't because we were saying Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. It's like I that's this is not. I mean, luckily we're in a position where it didn't break us, but God damn. But still, on. that's really expensive, yeah. and you would think they would make people that are trying to get away from that area they would make an exception right right they said oh well our exception is that we'll charge half I said, okay that, that's still 150 dollars. that's more than what i was paying for the room so i talked to the manager and the manager did make a concession and they only charge us 25 bucks total i'm that's not going to awesome. say what hotel it is because i don't want to put them on blast for giving yeah. you know charging some people but i appreciated what he did because i said this is crazy and it's my you know my husband's birthday is tomorrow night but um so driving back, it just was really surreal to drive through the, you know, if anyone's ever driven into New Orleans, you know, there's a lot of rural areas, but just to see trees mm -hmm. snapped in fucking half, um, that you usually, I mean, just, it's so crazy the way it works, like a tornado. It's like it picks and chooses. It's, it's what made that tree snap and not that one. You saw my neighborhood yeah. when it got hit by a tornado. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I understand. But, I totally so, understand. I mean, I get it. And I come from a tornado area, too. We both lived in Dallas. Mm -hmm. I, I say hurricanes win. Hurricanes win. And, and here's why hurricanes win. They don't, there's like days of it. Yeah. It's, it's days. It doesn't, I mean, in... I think what's the one thing better about a hurricane is that you typically get um, like some type of warning that it's coming. That's like the, the one good thing about it. Yeah. So, so yeah. you do have a warning, but mm -hmm. so here we don't have tornado sirens. Yeah, and but is it a tornado area? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or did y'all yeah. just get tornadoes because of the storm? Because I know this um, storm system, like, was very unique. And I, yes, it was very unique. It brought for tornadoes sure. in an area that typically do not see tornadoes. So, this weekend when we were riding, you know, part of it hit North Carolina as mm -hmm. it's going, you know, moving across. And we did drive by, it's, it's Asheville, um, North Carolina, which is about three and a half four hours from us. So, we didn't necessarily get it, but when we were riding the motorcycles, we take the back roads and we went by this area that horrible flooding from the hurricane um i mean people definitely died i'm oh, sure yeah. because it, it was crazy it was crazy these houses see. were there's creeks you know it's in the mountains and so there's creeks and stuff and there's a bridge that goes to the house that's in the mountains i'm not sure how they're getting out of their house because the bridge is gone and they can't get across the, the creek and i'm just like i don't know this is crazy yeah i mean we saw cars flipped upside down from mm -hmm. the winds and stuff it was insane yeah so yeah so i wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to the news outside of where we were and then just the other day i i we were watching the news and my colleagues here in the northeast mm -hmm. i mean never has there ever been a storm system that affected us and them i mean it's just it's just crazy it's crazy then, to then be asking them are you guys okay you know because they were um, some really catastrophic flooding and where each of one of them were, where, where, you know, I have somebody in New York, New Jersey, Delaware. Um, it's just 
crazy that, that yeah it was nuts it was nuts to see but climate change isn't it. real you know it's it's not a real thing i know right right um but new york i mean it was crazy to see the stuff like new jersey new york the flooding and the yeah. subway and stuff was yeah insane yeah watching videos of people just all of a sudden their entire basement flooded it's just yeah. it was it was a really a unique it was like it's, a it's, perfect storm it was crazy. it's been a crazy year for any for all the weather i think with this in texas yes having that horrible i know because that's fucking what i was snowstorm. i'm just like what the uh, fuck i was talking to my boss i said well you know i'm getting really good at finding groceries 100 miles away because you know now you know we we had the deep freeze in texas and then come here and we gained power back very quickly we i saw you know my friend post on facebook because they eventually did leave because of not having the power. Their animals were hot. They were sweaty. They didn't have, um, you know, the ability to cool. They just said they couldn't stay anymore. So they left. So they had right. gotten word that the quarter had power. And I said, what? You're kidding. And then Robert checked the camera and the camera came back online. So we knew at that point, which was Wednesday um, evening, that the the power and the internet was on because our our camera only connects via wi-fi so we we got back internet and power on wednesday night which was incredibly fortuitous um was it wednesday or was it yeah it was wednesday um because then we decided to, we we didn't leave till friday so then but thursday we're like okay we're, we can't we wanted to just go ahead and leave and come back but no we have to prepare so we spent thursday preparing for like what do we need to have with us driving in because what if we get in to the city and there's still nobody with groceries so what we ended right. up doing was actually bought a cooler and bought some groceries there in texarkana which is a six-hour drive to new orleans and stocked up on you know i got enough food to last us for a you know about four or five days so then right. yesterday was the day that I had to go look for groceries again. And I had put in a Walmart grocery order in Covington, which is across Lake Pontchartrain. It's a little north uh, mm -hmm. across Lake Pontchartrain. And fuck, we decided to get there a little bit early because I'd seen that some restaurants were open. And I'm like, oh, let's go. Let's also go to Home Depot and get some things that we need because um, they were open. And then two hours before we were supposed to have our scheduled pickup time, they canceled the entire order. Oh, my God. All of it. You know, I had put, like, I mean, $200 worth of groceries in the cart. I'm like, motherfucker. So then we had to actually go into Walmart. It was just like COVID. It was, it was just like COVID all over again. Or the deep freeze. No fucking, I mean, what was funny is it actually did have the things that we needed because except for, like I told you, while we're not doing two episodes in this show, is that no eggs, no meat, no cheeses they did have milk thank god they had milk um and very little produce and stuff but i was able to get enough except for eggs and those things so i gotta give a big shout out to sonia because i love her so much um i had you know she had checked on me and said you know do you need anything i said yeah you right. know, these are the only things i didn't get and so we're gonna go try to find some of those tomorrow she actually called the stores i didn't know she texted me later and she said is this store close to you? And it's Matassa's down the street. And she said, they have eggs. And I'm like, what? How do you wow. know that? She Good job, Sonia. Them. I know, because I'm like, I hate phone calls. I cannot. My anxiety yeah, is you so and I stupid. Both. So stupid. I can't make a fucking phone call for to save my goddamn life. But she was like, yeah, I called them. They have eggs. I'm like, oh, they, you touch my heart, man. Shit like that. Little shit like that. That, that she yeah. did that thinking. Take that one little extra step off of me and the stress of what all we had gone through in the last week. And make that phone call and say yes. These and she, she called several different places to see if they had it. I'm like, oh, baby, I love her so much. I was like, mm. so, Sonia, I love you, baby. You're, you're, you're my girl. Thank you Forever for taking care of her. <laughs> yeah. So we still have to go get those eggs because we didn't go because I had so much work to do but oh here's some fun fun story so back um in may or so my daughter cheyenne came to visit us and i don't know right. if i talked about it on the show or not and i hope she doesn't listen to this episode she might get mad at me but we were supposed to go out that night for one drink we were going to go mm -hmm. to Fahey's and the, the bar up the road for just a couple of drinks because our big drinking night was going to be the next right. night so we're and we so we went into Fahey's 
and she got so fucking smashed, man. It was awesome. It was so awesome. She had like a, when we got home, she slept on the floor next to my bed, <laughs> <laughs> holding her water bottle. She like holding, holding a bag for, for vomit. And it was just the funniest thing ever. Cause we were just, we're going in for one drink. So, um, the other day on Labor Day, we said, oh, let's go have it. Let's go have a drink because the bars here are open. Not all the bars. Mind you, a couple of bars are open because right. they have power and they have inventory. So they figure, and I don't blame them, let's open up the bars. Let's give the locals a place to go to. And I kind of like it right now because it's only locals here. It's it's kind right. of apocalyptic because, right. you know, everyone's, every place is closed. You're only seeing locals. Um, but I thought, let's go have a drink up at Fahey's and... And so we went up there and had a drink, and I texted our um, our new friends and said, you know, hey. And they were actually already on their way to come have a drink at Faye's, too. Sorry. And um, I don't know what the fuck happened, Mel. I went in for one drink. <laughs> I was. Oh, Lord. Lit. Like, I was feeling it after one. I, I don't, I honestly don't fucking know. I, I kept telling Robert, I had only had a couple of drinks. What the hell happened? Because <laughs> what happened? It was like a time warp. And I, I, I still haven't told Cheyenne about it because I'm just a little kind of like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was that fucking smashed. Like, it was it was bad. It was bad. And so Ashley's like having to help me because we decided to go have something to eat down at um, a restaurant called Turtle Bay up on Decatur. And um, she's having to help me walk. <laughs> Shit. What? Yes, it's bad. Like, I couldn't walk. I mean, I was probably the drunkest I've been since, like, one of my birthdays or something. It was, it was, it was craziness. It was, I couldn't, and then getting home, I'm like, it was to the point of vomiting, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't like it. You don't it. like it? I don't like it. Stop. <laughs> I don't like it. And I, you know that, because... <laughs> When you're so drunk, you're like, what the fuck is happening? Your logical side of your brain is like, what the fuck are you doing, bitch? Stand up. <laughs> Don't lay there on the ground. Right? Right. Don't sit down in the laundry basket. What are you doing? Why are you resting your head on the toilet? Get up. And I'm like, god damn. Um, so my logical side of my brain is pissed off that drunk Belinda is so drunk. And how did that happen? Because it was not the plan. And Robert's like, yeah, it was supposed to be my birthday. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I could swear I only had three drinks. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. It's like a time warp. If anyone ever goes into Fahey's in the quarter, be prepared to come out. <laughs> and several hours have passed, and you cannot fucking walk because it was supposed to be one drink. It's supposed to be one drink. Anyway, that was good times. But, yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy week. Crazy um, two weeks, actually, I think, since we last two recorded. Weeks. Three weeks. I don't even know. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry, pardon yeah. me. Yeah. God. I'm just glad you guys are safe because I was really worried about y'all. Um, I'm just glad y'all are safe. Aww, so. Thanks. Yeah. To... Um, I'm sad I didn't get to come see you. I mean, I had fun <coughs> riding with dying. the group, because, but yeah, I still didn't get to come see you. So I'm like, yeah, something is keeping you, when... us away. It what was good is that you're able to reschedule without penalties or fees for your plane yes. ticket. Yeah. And yeah. when you are going to come now, are you, are you sure it's going to be then? Can we say that? Yeah. It's gonna... So, yeah, the weekend after Veterans Day, which is in November, November 11th, if you don't know um, when Veterans Day is. But um, the weather, Mel, is gorgeous. I mean, it's 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 gorgeous. gorgeous. <laughs> Mid 60s. I mean, it's perfect fall weather to where it won't be so hot. We're dying. Um yeah, we can go spend, you know, which is what we like to do, go walking a lot during the day and exploring places right. um, all day into the night. Because, honestly, if you had come this last weekend, it's still pretty brutal. It's still, you know, hot and not, not that much fun. So I'm really looking forward to you coming now in November. It's it's just going to be great, good times, good times. I'm excited. Good times will be had by all. <clears throat> so I'm going to go ahead and all. do um, my story that I was going to do. We were going to record it at May Bailey's. Okay. Which they aren't open still. Mm. Sorry, I keep having to... I'm, my mouth is dry and my stomach hurts. Um, 
So, well, I don't, I want to, I want to know how your week went, but I don't want to talk about it yet because we decided we're going to focus on one or the other so we can shorten our shows, right? Yes. I'll forget what the fuck I've done the last three weeks by the time we're All you do is look back on your TikTok or your Facebook or your Instagram. <laughs> the, there is an, there is one important, well, I mean, I almost died. I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the story. I want to what so, happened was, what happened was, and I sent a Snapchat to Ben, like, do you not look at your Snapchats? Because it was so funny. <laughs> it wasn't funny at the time because I literally thought I was dying. So I'll tell you guys really fast. But I almost died. The second thing is I found a wedding venue. So we'll talk about that more next week. But yeah, I put the deposit down. So it's officially official. So it's freaking real now. What is so, really happening? It's real life. So I was eating spicy pork rinds so I try to eat pretty healthy 99% of the time well pork rinds aren't that actually that bad for you yeah no I was supposed to say no they're like so, improved and everything right so I'm like I had these pork rinds I try to like I said eat healthy so I'm like I needed a healthy snack so I was gonna <clears throat> eat these spicy pork rinds well I had to sneeze really bad so I went spicy. to sneeze <laughs> As a spicy. So I go to sneeze, and when I sneeze, <laughs> oh my God, let me tell you. You know how on the inside of your mouth, your nasal cavity kind of connects the inside of your mouth? Well, a <laughs> chunk of that fucking, <laughs> fucking pork rind, I'm not saying a little piece, I'm saying a fucking, probably the size of a dime. I mean, a nickel. <laughs> Went up into my fucking nose and all of a sudden my nose is burning my throat's burning and I'm like oh my god I'm dying like I literally <laughs> felt like I was dying so I've kept blowing my nose while my nose red stuff's coming out this is TMI probably but get over it and so I'm like am I bleeding now Wait, like, did I, I burn say red stuff from from blood I'm or... like the pork from the pork uh. rinds being red <laughs> a chunk of it stuck in my nose and I didn't I couldn't feel because it was like could in you, my sinus could you cavity feel it in your could you feel it up in there it was burning so fucking bad. That <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could focus on. So I blew my nose. It came out. Anyways, so it still kept burning. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I, you know, sniffed in like you do when you have like allergy stuff. When I did this huge chunk, like the size of a dime, went to my mouth of the rest of the damn pork rind. Oh, and I was like, <gasps> because <laughs> my throat was on fire at that point so my nose is on fire throat's on fire. I couldn't breathe and I'm like I gotta get some water so I'm trying to drink water as I'm trying not to spit it out because I couldn't breathe I'm home by myself but did you so die? Jeff gets home and I tell him and he just looks at me like this would only happen to you you're absolutely right I really wish you had tried to record it while it was happening <laughs> <laughs> um, then I said, that was TikTok. So I almost died today. I don't hold the pork rinds. I ate these. <laughs> yeah. So I may. I think, I gonna, do I think I'm going to try to be on TikTok a little bit more. But what I, I think what I'm going to I know. Do is, I'm so proud of you. You made a TikTok. One. Yeah. Don't get excited, you guys. It's just, it's a video of the, our sites that we saw. And when we took a walk the next morning around the quarter to. Yeah. To see what we could see. Wanted to know what but was I'm going on. But I'm excited you made a video. Yeah. Like, that's a big deal. So. so I told Robert, I think what we might do is kind of focus on, because we're in such a cemetery-laden area, and there's a lot of cool graves, is to focus on a tomb and give like mm -hmm. a little quick story of that little area, that little cemetery or whatever. And that, yeah, and that'd be, be awesome. And that be more what our TikTok is and his photography TikTok. So it's not the same content across both things. Because, like, I notice, like, yours tends to be more of the writing and the and the pinup, um, like, motorcycle mm -hmm. stuff. Um, so I'm like, oh, maybe we can do that. That can be our, like, little thing we do for, for TikTok because I guess I need to jump on the fucking bandwagon. Well, there is one a lady on TikTok that does do stuff with graves, and what she does, oh, is she I'm goes sure, around and she. Oh, no, there's a lot of that. Well, no, what she does is she goes around and like the really old graves that are like need to be cleaned. She goes around, and she cleans mm. them. I saw that. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's really stuff like that's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, and there's some awesome. other ones, especially in the New Orleans area, that do like creepy places and midden places, graves and stuff like that. So um, yeah, like okay, why not? We'll see how it goes. Well, I'm super we do, proud of you. We do do go to we do. You we do, do do. I hope you do do. <laughs> You're do, if you don't do, we do do. Go to a lot of these places. Um, so to girls like that. Something we okay. could add to our little repertoire. Yeah, of that'd be awesome. Social media content. That would be God. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So also, I wanted to ask you. 
Do we even need to do a, a break? Why why do we even do a break anymore? We don't have to do a break anymore. Nah. It's not like anybody's joining our it. Patreon, so. Yeah, and you tell people at the end, by the way, all you listeners have, are listening to this. Um, I do have that everyone. special I do have that special gift to still send out, but all that happened with Itis, I didn't mm-hmm. want to send it out and all that stuff. So Okay. So it's kind of a Yeah, because we're just stuff. now getting mail back. Um, mail was suspended for a while, of course, garbage and all that yeah. stuff like that. No Amazon deliveries. We weren't getting anything. Like nothing when I was dying because you know I live off of fucking Amazon and DoorDash, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I was dying. So happy that shit's coming. Well, back we'll soon. definitely get it out. So if you want to be a Patreon and you become a patron on Patreon, I'll get the special gifts out to you as well. But you've got to join, um, within the next week or so. So yeah, yes, yeah. do it. So then, um, let's get into my uh little story here. <sighs> so if any of you have ever been to the French Quarter, you may or may not have visited the bar May Bailey's, which is connected to the Dauphine Orleans Hotel. And we did talk about this on another show, the specifically May Bailey's and the hotel. But what I'm going to talk about is, and we were going to record from May Bailey's because it's the exact same block around the corner. It's Conti. Right. So in the 900 block of Conti Street between Dauphine and Burgundy, um, it's over the last 250 years, there have been a boy school. There was an inheritance that was fought over. Coffins were made. And a naked wax figure of Napoleon was depicted taking a bath. So we're going to talk oh. a little bit about the history of that block, <clears throat> which is around the corner. Maybe at least inhabits um, one end of the corner because it spans the whole length of Dauphine. So it does, uh, it's on part of the quarter, um, I mean, part of the corner. So where we were going to be recording was like that block because we were going to go into the back um, area okay, of the bar. Okay. And once you see it, you'll understand how it's all set out. Um, but this specific lot of land <clears throat> actually was not settled until 1777, and it was in the midst of the Spanish colonial period. <clears throat> A lot of people, you hear the French Quarter, you think, oh, it's based on... Uh, French culture and actually no it's more the Spanish that um, inhabited the quarter during most of its uh, right like you see the signs and everything they're all in Spanish so in the late 1820s huh taking notes oh so in the late 1820s an all-boys school was founded actually on Bourbon Street and it was named the Jefferson Academy the school didn't last long on Bourbon Street, and it doesn't say exactly why. And they ended up moving to Conti on the 900 block. Mm-hmm. So for the boys who studied at that primary school, education was quite similar to all the other education programs throughout New Orleans and southern Louisiana. Um, but this school was best known for its fencing instruction. And oh. or- Yeah. And New Orleans during the 19th century had more duels occurring on a daily basis than anywhere else in the world. And as you know, Hence the dueling trees, the dueling trees, right. right. Um, fencing was quite popular at the time, just in general, and it was considered a gentleman's sport. And dueling was then the gentleman's necessity in proving their honor. And as one can expect from a bunch of teenage boys with raging hormones, fencing duels around the streets of New Orleans were a quite common occurrence. Um, Jefferson Academy did end up closing its doors in the 1880s. And as far as we know, there were no deaths of any of the boys at the school at the time. But still, a lot of energy. This is just the history of that whole block. So then in 1883, an immigrant by the name of Silvestri Blasini immigrated to New Orleans. Excuse me, sorry. And at only 25 years old, he fancied himself a sailor, and he would sail to many different locations. On one trip, he met a woman named Isabella in Mexico and brought her back to New Orleans. He was a scandalous businessman and a womanizer. Oh, scandalous businessman. And he was a womanizer. He owned a coffee shop, an oyster bar, and a house. Huh? He he owned a what? A coffee house and an oyster bar. I heard Oyster? cough shop, and I was like, what's a cough shop? <laughs> coffee shop is what I think I would have said was a coffee shop. Yeah, a it's coffee like a cough shop. shop. What the fuck's a cough shop? <laughs> coffee shop, oyster okay. bar, and a house on the 900 block of Conti. 
Um, he was an abuser and he was known to beat mm. Isabella. Um, although he and Isabella claimed to be married, neighbors in the area thought that may not be the case. They suspected that he had only kept Isabella around as a trophy, and many believed that the two actually never were legally married. Um, when people would visit, Isabella was often uh, found fearful and distraught. Neighbors reported that uh, he was violent towards Isabella, striking mm. her, making her cry. Um, sometimes they even heard her screams from a few houses down. They remarked that upon visiting the Blasini household, which is his last name, they almost always found Isabella in tears, curled in a ball in the corner of the room. Um, they did end up having two sons together, and she died in 1848, but there is no cause that I could find of what she died from. Uh, he did remarry three, just three months later to a woman named Emily Charlotte de Guy. Don't ask me how to say that. If I um, said it. What's the name? Gui. How do you have it? G-U-I-L-L-Y. Guili? 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 And it's French because it's de. So I don't fucking know. They had one son together and they named him Silvestri Jr. Over the years, the children from both of the relationships, his first relationship with Isabella and his second relationship with Emily, they fought all the time, and they were basically at each other's throats all the time. <clears throat> at one point, <clears throat> Silvestri removed the children from his first marriage from his will on account of them being, quote, bad boys and causing trouble in the neighborhood. Got in one little fight. My mom got scared. Got scared. Said you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. So that set off a family feud in 1890 when Blasini died. Um, because both of the sides of the family wanted a house. This was, you know, mm -hmm. they wanted this, this humongous house on Conti Street. Um, they ended up taking it to court where a judge actually ruled in favor of the son, Sylvester Jr., from the second relationship. <clears throat> And he also ruled that it was unlikely that Sylvester Sr. had been abusive towards Isabella, which is sad because all the evidence pointed to the contrary he that was. he actually was. But of course, that time frame, it didn't, men weren't held accountable for um, domestic violence anyway. <clears throat> And it ended up that Sylvester Jr. then took control of the house, and it, he won it in the final settlement. So, again, yeah. a lot of energy that's just happening in this block of Conti Street. And you know what? Before, I meant to say before I got started that I got this information from two different sources. Uh, one is okay. Ghost City Tours here in New Orleans, and the other one is NOLA Ghost Tours. Um, and then also NOLA.com has some information on it also. <clears throat> So then later on in the 19th century, the property sold and a factory was established. Now, during this time period, this was, you know, the late 1890s, early um, 1900s, there was a lot of factories and they were a dime a dozen mm -hmm. in New Orleans, all across everywhere, the major cities. But this particular block of Conti actually had a coffin factory, <clears throat> which I think is cool. Oh. But, you know, that's just That us. is cool. So in the building, coffins were manufactured by more than 300 employees. It was a four-story building. And work at the factory, of course, was incredibly hazardous, as it was during the time there was not the laws and stuff that we have in place now. Um, the workers were general, generally young children who were forced to work from sunup to sundown, six days a week. Mm. Wages were abys abysmally low, if any, Machine oil and the materials used for the coffins themselves were fire hazards. And it unfortunately was That's common scary. yeah, for children to lose a finger or a limb Aww. in the factory machines and even die. And, and in 1911, in New York City, they actually had the worst ever garment factory fire. It was called the Triangle Waste Factory Fire. Fi Triangle Waste Factory. You may have heard of this. It's Cheyenne actually was in the a play. play about it. And, but that was, hmm? and that was in New York, though, That was correct? in New York, yeah. yeah. But that just goes to give an example of the type of conditions that these right. factories were in at the time. It just... Went it, to the play. Hmm, yeah, I know, right? It is a good play. Yeah. Um, so, 
100, in that fire, 146 workers died within the span of 18 minutes. 18 minutes this fire mm. broke out and 146 people died. Most of them women. Um, and the it's factory horrible. at 9, the factory here at 915 Kontai, clearly was no less dangerous it was the exact type of working conditions and in 1920 that four-story building the one here in new orleans was consumed by flames in the middle of the night and employees who arrived the next morning to go to work found the building in crumbles and smoke and ashes and still burning so it is unclear if anyone died in that fire because information was kept quiet and the <clears throat> manufacturing company never returned to the building so it never Nothing ever came from it. I would not be surprised if somebody died, though, just because of the way the conditions were. A lot of these, right. they, they worked all the time. Um, so that was when it was a coffin factory and the fire consumed the building. So a couple of years later, sorry, I'm eating orange at the same time. It's okay. And feeding Jasper oranges. Hello, Jasper, bad dog. Oh, man. You should have seen Jasper with these fucking animals at the... <laughs> Anyway, a couple of years later, after the devastating fire, the buildings were rebuilt and it became home to one of New Orleans' favorite breweries. It was called the American Brewing Company and it opened its doors for business in the late 1800s. So, you know, not long after that. Um, wait, hold on. Let me backtrack. It originally, this American Brewer Company brewery company was not in the Conti location so it opened okay. its doors in the late 1800s in another area off of bourbon and bienville and um it then moved production ended up halting during prohibition of course and they tried to keep you know business and they changed their name from the american brewing brewing fuck i can't say that the american brewing company to be the american beverage company because you know they're trying right. to survive prohibition Do other things than being yeah it was one of the only four breweries in the city to survive prohibition wow and after 1933 the company had outgrown its building that was off of bourbon and bienville and it moved to the block of conti to 915 conti um and went back to doing what is the best which is brewing beer um, and specifically, the the beer was called Regal Beer, and it was the city's favorite beer. Oh. <laughs> Though the, the company ended up closing in 1962, and people who then visited the museum, the wax museum that took place, who inhabited that building afterwards, said they could still see oil markings from hauling the beer to the second floor in the elevator and the elevator in that building interesting because i find shit like this interesting is considered the largest and oldest freight elevator in the entire french quarter which i think that's oh wow cool. yeah no that is cool <clears throat> so then in the early 1960s because the company the brewing company closed in the 1962 there were these people it was a hotel owner named benjamin weil and a theater mm -hmm. owner named isidore lazarus they visited Madame Tussauds, Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wax London. Museum. Yeah. And they were just enamored with the realistic sculptures and the ways that, that were used, you know, tell a story. And they decided that, of course, right. New Orleans, New Orleans has to have one of these. But it was New Orleans, so it couldn't just be any old wax museum. It had to be weird. It had to be strange. It had to be provocative. It had to be also informative, though, which... You, you come to realize that whenever you visit here is that there's so much history, but it's also weird. You're like, gosh, it's so important. Right? It's so much history, so much. But God, of course, it's kind of weird, too. Um, so they developed this idea for the Musée Conti Wax Museum. And Musée is French for museum. Okay. Um, so they invested the equivalent of $5 million today's dollars into this mm -hmm. attraction they were going to make it a family attraction make it you know interesting informative but also kind of weird they hired a wax mannequin manufacturer from paris and ordered clothing specifically made in europe so the wax museums and the clothing and every the wax what am i trying to say the wax characters mm -hmm. and their clothing and everything was actually made in paris 
and they flew them here. <clears throat> they arrived in New Orleans in 1964 aboard a Pan Am flight, where some of them oh. actually got to sit in passenger seats in first class. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know, right? Fancy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the Musée Conti Wax Museum became the only historically-minded wax museum. So all the other wax museums, like Madame Tussauds, they're all, like, celebrity-focused. It's not right, necessarily right. On, on history. It's all somebody famous. Um, and then the Musée the muse Conti ventured down a different path as it introduced people to New Orleans history specifically, but also did it in a really crazy way. Um, as I alluded to whenever I started the story, the naked... Napoleon taking a bath represented the sale of the Louisiana Purchase to the U.S., which was an act considered by many of the French to be traitorous. So they they had this great scene of him in what well, they did because they closed they closed in 2016, but they had this great scene of Napoleon naked in a bathtub with a sponge strategically covering his genitals. Um, there's also the story of a red light district. The red light district was symbolized by two competing We're sex workers. We in the workers. red light district. Okay, go ahead. And you can see a video of the the museum and these displays, and they're fucking great, man. So this was this one exhibit was two sex workers who were brawling on the front porch. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? They're like in a fight, like tearing each other's hair out and shit. And the scene highlighted the dangerous streets of Storyville. Where, quote, whiskey, women, and frequently even life were cheap. And that was a sign that was on the exhibit that said whiskey, women, and frequently life was cheap. Um, so the museum also portrayed the city's slave markets, the massacre mm. of Italians in 1891, and the massacre of the French in 1768. Um, what, another thing that was displayed and de detailed was the creation of craps in New Orleans. So you know the 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 game, the dice game craps. Yeah, hey, I know what craps is. Yeah. yeah, it was actually it came to be in in New Orleans. It, it, oh, really? Yeah, it was developed here. Um, then there was another area in the museum called the Haunted Dungeon, and it was one of the museum's more unusual exhibits. It wasn't based, it was the only area that was not based on New Orleans history. It was rather based on Madame Tussauds' Chamber of Horrors, and this is where one could, like, really get their their fix for macabre stuff, especially in New Orleans, because you really want to do stuff like that. Like, the, you know, there's the Museum of Death and the Pharmacy Museum and everything here. The exhibit hinted at the wax sculptures were actually live human beings at one point that had been dipped in wax. One of the displays had, like, two employees dipping a young woman into a barrel of beeswax. So, you know, made people think, was this, you know, were some of these the hell? actual people... Um, and then the the last thing before you left the museum was a cyclops in a cage. Oh. And it was rumored, it was a hairy monster, and it was rumor, rumored to be made with natural human hair. And it oh. had its eye on the back door, just like watching in case anyone tried to, you know, come in through the oh. back door type of thing. The cyclops was said to be an example of the New Orleans tradition of lagniap which means a little something extra. You'll see that um, word a lot. It means like, it's always just, it, it could mean a tip. It could mean a restaurant giving you a, a little mini dessert or something like that. But it's a New Orleans tra tradition of lagniap. And I'll, I'll send that word to you. Um. <laughs> what does that say? You have to pee? The pee! That I was here doing the pee pee funny. dance. <laughs> <laughs> You hold up a sign. You could say it. You could, you could say, um, can we pause? For I've already time? texted you. I'm over here doing the pee-pee dance. I'm Why like, would okay. I be looking at my phone when I'm telling a damn story? <laughs> you are so funny. Okay, oh, let's shit. pause and let Mel pee, and we'll be right back. <sighs> God. Wait. Do you feel better? Okay. Yeah, oh my God. You have no idea. I peed for like five minutes, it felt like. <laughs> Text me. What in the hell am I gonna do? Oh, I'm not gonna look at my We only look at our phones when we're not the one telling the story. I know. <laughs> anyway, oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you feel better. <laughs> I know, and it's, it's really fortuitous because I had to go to the bathroom too because I was drinking all this fucking water. 
Yes, I drink so much uh, water in the day. I had to pee so bad. I don't think I gotta go. <laughs> anyway, okay, where were we? Da, 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 da. Oh, and I have to tell you something too after that. I tell this story about you know my house. Um, the Cyclops. Yes, this was yes. you know Lagnap, the little last thing before you left. Um, a little something yes. extra. So surprisingly, the Wax Museum did survive the devastation of Hurricane Katrina. It is yeah. not open anymore, though. I don't know if I said that at the beginning of all this, but the you Wax did. Museum is not open anymore. Um, they actually thought that the wax, uh, you know, mannequins would melt in the 100-plus degree heat that occurred after Katrina, but they escaped unscathed. Everything was fine. I'll tell you a little bit later about what happened to the, the wax um, figures. So, and as wax museums often do, people would say that the museum had a creepy feel to it. Yes, uh, yeah. it's like that, um, oh my gosh, the Twilight Zone, where you walk into the, the um, is it Twilight Zone that was that? Where you walk into the wax museum and then people turn into wax? Was it Twilight Zone or, or like... Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Crypt Keepers. I don't know. Or remember. Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. I think it was Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, it was one um, of those. But yeah, I mean... Look, um, wax museums are just creepy in general, but also right. because this had such a, this whole property, this whole block had such a diverse and dark background that coupled with being a weird ass wax museum, it's no surprise that it's considered very, very haunted. So um, up until the time that the museum closed its doors in 2016, visitors would report that sometimes the wax sculptures seemed to come alive. And they mm. even claimed that they would see the eyes of the wax dummies follow them across the room. Um, oh. Visitors and staff have heard disembodied voices and have seen strange shadow figures moving around the building. At one point in 2012, bones were discovered in the outer walls of one of the rooms. And the coroner was... Wait, bones were... That's much better there. Bones were discovered in the outer rooms? Bones were discovered in the outer walls of one of the rooms. Uh, um, okay. Uh, yeah, according to this story, the coroner was called, but management says that they never got called back or contacted back by the coroner. So they think that they're animal bones, but they really don't know for certain if they were animal bones or if they weren't animal bones. Um, That's weird. Yes. So over the years, paranormal experts have done multiple investigations of the Wax Museum, and several ghosts are believed to inhabit the building. So um, nobody died there, though? Not that they know of. Um, well, there was the fire, which we don't know if anyone died. We don't know if Isabella or any of their family died. I mean, over the span of – it's like – 250 years that the the prop the location was inhabited even if someone didn't die there the energy is just heavy the energy here in general in new orleans is heavy um but um where was i he made me lose my place statement never mind i'm just kidding Sorry. uh paranormal investigators do believe that it is um the whole building is inhabited by several ghosts and uh, oftentimes the ESP machines will go haywire, uh, the ghost scanners will lose power, equipment will lose power, and before the museum actually closed its doors for good, because it was sold, um, the staff of Ghost City Tours were able to do a final paranormal investigation there, and mm -hmm. I'm going to quote exactly, you know, what coming directly from them this is what they said about the investigation they said that upon standing in the area of the museum that was called the french opera house our paranormal team immediately heard the disembodied voice of a man welcoming them the spirit seemed to say hi and it was a distinct evp so startling in its clarity that the team immediately looked over their shoulders to check if somebody had followed them in but mm. nobody had Moments later, another voice was heard, and he invited them to just turn around here, is what they heard on the EVP. And it was what? then that, yeah, and he said, it was then that our investigators began to question whether the reporting of the ghosts and spirits that were working on them, were they actually ghosts or were they residual energy? And, you know, right. we talked about residual energy before and it's it's like it's like a recording it's something that just right. keeps getting played back over and over again and with um residual energy you really don't have much interaction 
with with any any entity, right. anything going on because it's just the same thing being played over. It's energy imprinted on the on the area, right. so you don't get a lot of interaction. Um, and they don't know if that you know who knows the if, if that was just residual energy or not at that moment. <clears throat> So on three different occasions during the course of that investigation, he says, our paranormal team witnessed dark figures sweep past them. The upstairs kitchen was the scene of the first sighting. Two of the team watched in shock as a shadow moved across the doorway. It waited there so very clear to the eye that even as the investigators stood opposite the figure, they just could not believe it, what they were they later, yeah, they later described it as immobilizing, not because the dark shadow like paralyzed them. They said, but because seeing an entity consciously block the only exit from the kitchen right. just struck them with disbelief. They just were flabbergasted at what they were experiencing. Wow. Um, soon, the threatening presence did fade, and it disappeared, you know, into the shadows. And the two-person team left quickly and went to another area. Um, but that paranormal occurrence was not the only one of the night. They had several other happen crazy. in this specific. So at one point, the owner of Ghost City Tours and the general manager set up some equipment in hope of connecting with a mm-hmm. ghost. Mm-hmm. And he said, on our private investigation, which occurred in January of 2016, every single group encountered the ghost of children. Whether it was the ghostly voices of children Yes, children, creepy as fuck, or even seeing small, <laughs> small childlike shadow people. The ghosts of children seem to be filling the museum on the night we were there. To be honest, small like children people, small childlike shadow people. Oh. The ghosts of children seem to be filling the museum. And I'm quoting his what he he says about this. Right. Night. Seem to be filling the museum on the night we were there. To be honest, it was a little unsettling. No shit. We were not even aware that just the ghosts... Just a little. Yeah. He says, we were not even aware that the ghosts of children were haunting this location. Aside from a few other voices, it seemed as if all of our interactions were with ghosts of children. The most interesting encounter happened upstairs near the bathroom. He said, Gretchen, which was the general manager's name, Gretchen and I were sitting in the hallway on a couch. There was a slight commotion in the hallway. The sounds of movement and the shadow of a childlike figure appearing out of nowhere. Gretchen heard the movement but did not see the shadow. I saw the shadow seemingly rise out of the floor. We looked at each other. I had thought that she also had seen it, him and the other woman. But she didn't. She was responding to the sound of the movement. What makes this event much more interesting is that right before this happened, I recorded, and this is him talking, I recorded an EVP of a child responding to me. I had Mm -hmm. said, you know, I cannot see you, but if you come up to me and talk, I can hear you on this device. The voice responded, do you want to see me? And to say that that was once in a lifetime experience. I got chills. Oh, (laughs) So, no. so right before they saw this little shadow figure of a child, they got an EVP asking, do you want to see me? And then it manifested. So later on, they say they also spotted an apparition of a young boy in the area called the Haunted Dungeon. Um, the owner said that what remains most interesting about this entire overnight ghost hunt is that the paranormal investigation was held before any of the historians had researched the property. So none of them knew before they went in to investigate this location that it was a factory where children worked. They, they knew nothing about it being a boys' school. They did not know any of the history ah. of this other than the wax museum was there. And so then finding out after the history of so many children being in that building really, really, you know, resonated with them that, hmm, that was very interesting. That is crazy. That Yes. Um, mm. So the ghostly shadows that were seen, the disembodied voices heard, um, those pieces only were able to be pieced together as what might have been happening after the event happened because they didn't know why everybody was right. seeing kids and um, each of the teams who were, you know, positioned in different places in the building we're all seeing kids which is creepy we know about kids and that's just creepy um so when the museum closed there was so it is closed now you can't go into the building it's it's like a 
just abandoned area of the whole block. I don't even know if there's anything in there, but you that can sucks. see that there used to be something there. Yeah, there's the three-legged dog sits at one very far end of the block, and then uh, the May Bailey's um, back room sits at the other very far end of the block with the whole rest of the block. Um, there's the Irish Cultural Museum, which is on that block also. Uh, right. But the what the area that the museum was the wax museum is it's completely empty um so they had made plans for the wax figures to go to six flags amusement park in new orleans east but that park um no longer exists and that project they failed. Have a six, so they no, had a six flags new orleans oh, they no, don't they don't okay. no so when that project failed the figures were kept at a mini storage display mini storage facility on the west bank where they were stored in an air-conditioned space and properly packed to protect them and okay new news as of february 2021 50 of the museum's more than 160 figures are again on display for all to see at the museum at great river road museum at homus house in darrow which is just about a half hour from new orleans homus house is a plantation it's along you know, okay, plantation okay. row. Um, so among the 50 figures that are currently on display are Mark Twain. That kind of stinks that they're not in the French the haunted, Quarter anymore. Right, yeah, yeah. That's what made it. But I am it. glad that they survived and some you can still go see them. Because I was like, man, what happened to all these? It's awesome. So among the 50, 50 figures that are currently on display there now at the Great, what is this called again? Let's say the Great River Road Museum which mm -hmm. is at Homus House, H-O-U-M-A-S, Homus House. Mm -hmm. um, it's Mark Twain, Andrew Jackson, um, some Louisiana governors, William C.C. C. Claiborne, Huey Long, Edwin Edwards, uh, the Baroness Pontalba, which the Pontalba buildings uh, is the one that the borders Jackson Square, um, mm -hmm. John James Audubon, who drew Birds of America. It's very, very famous artwork. And the Duc d'Orleans. No, I don't know who that was. But each of these figures were made in France, um, as we already talked about. And the new owner noted that um, more figures will be added to the um, exhibit as time goes on. But okay. there are certain ones that are the ones that they have that are like they're Frankenstein, the Swamp Thing, Phantom of the Opera, and those along that nature. They will only be on display at Halloween time. Um so that is the story that I have for the haunted 900 block of Conti Street, which um, has held many different uh, buildings and businesses. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. It's spooky that they could hear the kids. kids. Yeah. And to know that it was a boys school. And then, you know, who knows where these, you know, was it? At least they didn't ask her to fucking play hide and seek. No shit. Well, that no. one, that, uh, so if you, in reading the story, I kind of condensed it for the show, but he says it's almost as if the little shadow wanted to play hide and seek because it was like, do you want to see me? And it kind of like teased around the couch. Oh, yeah, what if the little shit. boy, what if the little boy that you saw at the dueling tree? Shut the fuck up. Was a little boy that's from there. <laughs> it could be. I don't oh, know if this whole fucking quarter is haunted AF. But yes, that is the haunted 900 block of Conti. Crazy. <coughs> Sorry. That's crazy. That's a great story, Belle. Great story. And we I, would have been I'm... recording from right there. Another time, another place. I'll have to find something else for us to do now. We'll find plenty to do, I'm sure. We have till November. So. We can record it That's in one crazy. of the cemeteries. Oh, yes. Let's do it. Well, we can still go to May Bailey's and do it there, too. We can do two shows. Well, true. Yeah. 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 Um, we definitely do a couple live shows, too, for our patrons. So if you guys want to see those, we can have a Patreon on our, our Patreon on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Gotham Bougie Podcast. $5 a month, $10 a month. Very cheap. And we do appreciate our longtime yes. loyal patrons because they are the financial backers of your trip to, you know, Gotham Bougie Tour number two. 2021 yes. yes they are yep our yep. annual tour <laughs> our annual tour that is correct our annual world world tour that's only happened twice and it's going to be in new orleans again 
<laughs> yes. yes, it's going to be New Orleans again. But I mean, I'm not having. We're not going to pay for a hotel because you have. Um, yeah, you, you have the I house or the apartment. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, so you live there. So it's just a flight, and then we spend money <clears throat> left over. Too. And next year, it can be Gotham Bougie World Tour, and you know, South Carolina. Yeah, so you can go to the Poinsett Bridge. Oh, mm-hmm. No one wants to go with me there, and I'm so sad. That is sad. Anyways. Uh, all right, guys, go to our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. You know the same shit show stuff where we're going to tell you to go. I'll try not to die this week from pork rinds. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know where my bell is. I don't know where the bell is. Okay. I had to, I, I mean, before we left for the hurricane, I was shoving everything in drawers because I'm like, I don't want things to go flying around or so I found it. Sorry. Oh, you found it. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God she found it. Anyways. All right, guys. Make sure you go and follow us on everything. Become a patron on our Patreon. Um, and do you have anything else to add? My well, story yes. next week yeah. is... is I was kind of telling Jeff about it last night. And he was like, is it a oh, my killer? fucking God. Is it a serial killer? Or is it... Um, kind of both because... Ooh. He would have been a serial killer if he had. Okay, don't tell him more. I don't want to know anymore. Okay. No, I just want to say thank you to everyone who reached out asking how I was. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, We we fared very well. Count ourselves very fortunate. It's it's kind of surreal being here in my apartment right now with power, with AC, with internet, and knowing that. Well, now I think seventy percent of the city is back, but then those first few days after when we first got back into town, it was kind of crazy to step outside and see um so much you know damage and stuff and then we're fine inside the only thing that happened is our courtyard flooded a little bit um Mm -hmm. the drain got blocked and so our it came up through the back doors and got the carpet a little wet but it wasn't anything else it was all so very lucky i'm just glad you guys are okay you're very lucky and um... i just need some eggs Somebody Amazon yes. fresh me some eggs. <laughs> Amazon fresh you some eggs. Okay. Let me get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> They're not delivering. It's okay. Shit. Oh, Jesus. All right, guys. Go and follow us. Anything else, yeah. Belle? That's it. Thanks, come, guys. Come back next week. Um, thank you guys for being patient at having an episode last week. We do apologize, but life just happens. And I, Hurricane Ida had other it things. It was a hurricane. Yeah, so, all right, guys, y'all come come back back now. now. You hear?